I am Austin. And I'm Josh. And this is Amazeballs. Amazeballs. Yeah, that was pretty good. We're back uh, doing it remotely this week. But, uh, you know, you, you lock it down as good as you can. Um, this is an audio podcast. Some of the stories we'll tell will be true. Some of them will be false. It's up to you, the viewer, or listener in this case, to decide which is which. And afterwards, I'm going to laugh at you like a big dick. <laughs> this is beyond belief, fact or fiction. John- yeah, this is a, a real a big favorite show from when I was a kid. I watched it. Nice. So you've seen some of this before. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. But, yeah, I've seen a lot of episodes uh, in the past. Very cool. Uh, you want to set up the premise for us? What happens? Yeah, I mean, you kind of episode, already did. But kind of, like, just overall. Yeah, so they uh, have a bunch of stories that they tell you. They're short, like, five, ten stories. And uh, you have to figure out, uh, see if you can figure whether or not they're true. Not. Some of the stories are they made up, and some are based off real events. At yep. the end of the show, they tell you which ones are fact and which are fiction. Now, real events, that's a uh, presumptuous way that the show puts it, not you. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of them are just based on accounts or, or you know, they're Newspaper not Newspaper like, headlines. They recorded it, yeah. Uh, the research was done by one dude. I think he wrote a book called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction before this series got picked up, and it was kind of the same thing where you'd read mystery cases, and then the back of the book had like a spoiler section. Mm. It might have even been so gimmicky. You remember the Scholastic School Fairs? Yeah, yeah, oh, book uh, fairs. Some, yeah, book fairs. Some of the books had got like real gimmicky. I think this was one that had like maybe a manila envelope built into the back of it where you actually had like cut it open to see the answers, that kind of thing. Oh, wow, okay. And that terrified me as a kid. I was always like, I can't ruin my book. <laughs> <laughs> right. I saved up quarters for months to buy this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always I always wanted the like science kits they would have in those but they were like gross science kits like make slime and gross out your sister and that kind of thing. Right. Oh man. I I just bought books at the book fair I didn't buy any of the weird stuff. Yeah, would have had to really save up for the weird stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I, I was really into, as a kid, I was really into mystery and horror especially. Like, I was reading scary stories to tell in the dark in elementary school. And mm-hmm. they're way above my pay grade at that level. Like, those are some fucking scary stories, even to this day. You just went, like, straight past Goosebumps into, like, big stuff. Oh, no, I, I started on Goosebumps. I think I was in second or third grade. And they were great. But I wanted something a little heavier, so I would sneak my mom's Dean Koontz and, like, Stephen King books. And that's the thing. I think we've talked about it a little on Have You Seen. When you're a kid and somebody sees you with a book, they're like, oh, good for you. But when they see you with, like, maybe a R-rated movie or a video game that's explicit or a comic book that has, like, shit in it, it's, they get really judgy and they're like, oh, that's a bad influence. But let me tell you, some of the dirtiest shit I had ever read 
as a kid or seen as a kid or heard of is from books. And it's from books I got in the elementary school library. Like, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a big, I think those other mediums are newer. So there's like a bigger stigma against them still. But what I'm trying to get at is I like scary shit. And so did you. So we were both drawn to the show as a kid. Yeah, it was this and like Unsolved Mysteries, which we should do an episode on sometime. I kind of wanted to do them together, but then I got so excited about this. I'm like, let's make a single episode. Um, First season, we do not have uh, James Franks, Jonathan Franks. We have James Brolin, who was a... uh, actor from back in the days still acting i was kind of shocked to see that because i haven't really i haven't watched a lot of the shows that he's currently in like uh blacklisted castle that kind of stuff he was in the original westwood movie he was in he was in one of the really big horror movies from back in the day um which one the original amityville horror okay have you seen that no Ooh, that's like your quintessential modern American haunted house story. Like, you've got your Victorian Gothic haunted house stories, but Mm -hmm. this is like, oh, we're a nuclear family and we move into a house and, uh uh-oh, it has a dark past. That was what really kicked off that trend and kind of brought it back in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd say the 79 version with Brolin as the husband and father is better than the remake with Ryan Reynolds in that place? When was the remake? Uh, Probably like 2004 or 2005. Okay. It's not terrible. I just watched it recently during the lockdown. I watched both of them back-to-back, kind of doing a comparison. And mm. I gotta say, the 79 one is a, is a bit creepier, just because it doesn't go there with the special effects. Right. Uh, this show's kind of creepy sometimes. Sometimes it's just off-the-wall bonkers and funny. Yeah, I remember they'd been doing some crazy story. It's like, you know, they'd sometimes they'd get into, like, werewolves or aliens or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's really weird being... Because this show is kind of like a game, right? Is, like, they is. ask you, the viewers, to figure it out before they tell you at the end. And it's... Like, I, I remember, like, second-guessing myself constantly. Because, you know, are they, there's no way to make all of them true or all... False, right? right? So if you have two, for sure, or false, you're like, no, I have to, one of them's got to, like, the other way. I gotta so the first story, you'll story. have, like, a librarian got locked in the library overnight, and a ghost, like, walked past, and you're like, all right, that one's probably not true. And the second one's like, there was a car that wouldn't start, and that saved their lives, and you're like, okay, that's probably true. And then the third one will be like, there was a Some bucket really that thing. killed your father. <laughs> like, yeah. a haunted bucket. And you're like, no, that... I, I, I retake my statement from the first one, the library. Yeah, like, is the no. first one true now? Because the third one is too ridiculous. <laughs> and it wasn't. The bucket one's always the one that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is fun for that interactive element. It kind of... Uh, I'm kind of seeing that come back on Netflix. They did the big Black Mirror episode that had all the choose-your-own-adventure segments. Did you do that? I had heard about it. I haven't done it. Ooh, uh, that okay. sounds interesting. I would recommend doing it, or we can get together and do it in like as like a group and talk about it. Mm. It's a lot of fun. It's about 
a video game designer in the late 80s and you like take over the choices and they're often I didn't know what to expect I was like maybe I can eat dinner while doing this and every 10 minutes they'll be like which way would you like to go no it's like you have 10 seconds like every couple of minutes how do they do it do you click on an option does it just do you just tell you to skip to another point in the video or it's pretty streamlined you just use your remote or like I use my phone and mm. there'll be two choices presented on the screen, and you just flip between the two choices. Oh, okay. So you click an option, then it loads up the other yes footage A or footage B. Or okay, okay. Right, and there's a bunch of endings to it. It's it's like a choose your own adventure. I'm seeing that happen more. Uh, it moved to the kids section of Netflix for a while. There's a couple of choose your own adventure things. I haven't tried them out. It looks kind of fun. And now there's uh, there's like a therapy one on Netflix. Like one of the big therapy apps or mental health apps is uh, they put out a cartoon and it's like, choose your own adventure. What would you want to do? Like calm down, sleep, um, energize. And you go through this little story with a cartoon and it's supposed to like help you. Huh. That's pretty fun. The, the, the melding of games and entertainment. Yeah, it's cool to see that they're doing some interesting stuff with it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing like that during this time other than, like, we were talking about choose-your-own-adventure books. Uh, but I did, when I was a kid, I had mysteries on audio cassette that you would, like, listen to a story, and then at the end it'd be like, pause here and try and figure out who did it. And those were right. always a lot of fun. They'd have, like, those VHS tape video games or board games and stuff, like Nightmare. And... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I could get back a VHS player and play one of those, I'd, I'd play a round of it one night. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's uh, it's fun. We play it every our board game group. We played oh. uh, the sequel at Sphere last year, or, or I think the year sounds before. Like I forget. a lot of fun. It's... It's fun, For the but I mean the game is like, obviously not. the game is complete bullshit. Of yeah, course. yeah. It's like it's it's just designed to like screw you every seconds, but it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a fun time. It's just a from software game. It's just like <laughs> oh, you chose that. You fall into a pit of spikes. <laughs> you yeah, basically, like so every five seconds, the 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 gatekeeper is like you know lose a turn or re-roll your dice or like all this dumb stuff. <laughs> like you just make a zero progress, but. Everyone's just getting messed up, so it's, you know you're all having fun together. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, yeah. Like watching a shitty movie would be part of a shitty movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, this show. So the premise: Jonathan Franks will come out, and he'll be like, "Listen, everybody, this is a really serious thing. I'm going to show you an illusion of some sort." And he's in this great set. I don't know what this is. It kind of reminds me of, like, a house built inside of a warehouse. Yeah, he always has all these props that are, like, relevant to the story. It's like, it'll come back from the story and it'll be, like, sitting in a fucking car or, like, in a (laughs) throw. And he'll have all these great, like, one-liners, like, before and after the, the little story. Where there's a bunch of, like, YouTube videos of, like, you know... Him saying, you know, it's it's fact or fiction. You're wrong. Like asking you weird questions. <laughs> There's like right. a 17 minute supercut of Jonathan Franks telling you you're wrong. <laughs> right. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what movie set house they had 
all this stuff. It like... has to be indoors. I say that because all the mm-hmm. windows and doors to this house are open, and it's just like bright ass blue purple light shining in. <laughs> He's a, this is Jonathan and Frank's house, like actual house. He collects a lot of oddities. <laughs> it's <his> real house. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, my house is spooky enough. You can just film here. Jonathan, this is perfect. Where'd you get this mummy? Uh, I bought it while I was in Egypt last year with my next generation money. I, I, I kind of, it's kind of one of those like, like things where you, you, you always talk about, you know, oh, if I had a, all the money and built like a cool house, what have like I kind want a beyond belief room? Oh my god! Or it's just like spooky purple lighting and like <laughs> weird stuff for the place. And pe- when people walk it's, in, it's like, it's like the guest room. Years. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you put them in the guest room, walk in, and you ask them some weird question that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of when I found this pillow at the flea market. Did you believe me? <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. Even better than just an Adams Family room, because that's straight, like, Victorian Gothic. But like yeah, you you gotta get even more niche. Yeah, niche with it. Yeah, you, you make boxes over the windows that are just full of fucking neon lights and filled with smoke <laughs> machines and pianos. Yeah. <laughs> every time, every time you leave, like you always leave the front and you tell guests you're in the guest. You're you're just like sitting in a car, laying on a piano or something. <laughs> when they wearing a suit, an all yeah. black suit. Always no wearing tie. a suit. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> But uh, looking, yeah, looking at the room he's in right now, I'm looking at some footage. It's nice. It's ornate. It's got like woodwork, so it makes me think that they just took like some old golden age Hollywood horror sets and smashed them together inside of a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> I I really hope it's a room in someone's actual house. Uh, but yeah, he, we'll come back to him and he'll be like. Or we'll we'll start with him, and I think the opening always has the grandest set piece. It's always like, this is a big picture of Jonathan Franks, but there's something weird about it. Can you tell? All the things are upside down. And then he'll flip it upside down, and it's the scariest shit you've ever seen. (laughs) Or uh, he'll be like, do you know how to play the harp? I don't. (laughs) That's fast. Yeah, he'll like strum the harp once. like. Uh, he'll always have a optical illusion, like, do you see a mountain or a valley? What if I told you they were both correct? Uh, a lot of them are optical illusions that you see in optical illusions books, but some of them are pretty fun. After that, we jump into the first story, and it's kind of themed around whatever he was doing. Like, if he was sitting in a car, it's going to be a story about a road trip. Or if he's strumming the harp, it's going to be a story about, like, a classical music uh, concert or something. Mm. And Usually the episodes have some kind of, like, theme that tie a lot of them together. Uh-huh. And these are these are a lot like amazing stories, which we've talked about, because they're small little anthologies, but these have way less known actors and way less production quality. Most of them take place in one to two rooms. Uh, A lot of them take place on a farmhouse for some reason. I guess a lot of weird shit happens on farmhouses. I guess. Uh, You you get some where you get get some uh, good guest stars. Uh, Which one did you watch to prepare for this? Uh, I watched uh, season two, episode eleven, which was a uh, theme of tragedy. 
Yes. Misfortune. Uh, so we've got a lot of airplanes in this one. We've got a whole story yeah, at least about one planes. Airplane. Well, the first story also has like that crop duster dude that comes up to her in the yellow jacket. Oh right, right, yeah. Um, so what'd you think? Did they did they convince you? Did you guess right? I got I got three out of five correct. Uh, so not bad. Uh, one of them I was flip flopping the whole time. Which one? Because it was so. Uh, the the scoop one where he dreams about the volcano eruption. Right, right. And I was like, this one is so boring and nothing. Like, talk about a closed room episode. It's literally him in a tiny newsroom set, like clickety clackety smoking away, and then we get stock footage of a volcano when he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. Oof. It was it was so nothing compared to the other. I was like, maybe or like I like I said earlier. I kept second guessing myself constantly because it's like, wait, is that does that mean it's true if it's this normal? Does that mean it's fake and they're throwing me off? Like, <laughs> like I guess he could have dreamed this. You know, well, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I got wrong was the uh, the man in the Model T uh, that yes. had the the trade show. What the guy trades the daughter that's having issues selling stuff and gets the she gets this like trunk of stuff from the Titanic and it's worth a ton of money and he's this like quirky suit wearing guy that like talks all funny. I was like, I really want this guy to be real. I know, I want this one to be true. Like Yeah. <laughs> I want to be in a parking lot somewhere and have somebody just come up and give me a trunk of treasure. Why can't that happen? Yeah, I was like, I can believe that some guy just has a bunch of rare stuff, just wants to get rid of it. Like, sure. Or, and then it's like, but it belonged to their grandfather. And it's like, it's not that much of a stretch, maybe. <laughs> but no, that that one was, was uh, fiction. Sir, and you I have priceless fact. artifacts. Why are you giving them away? They're really haunted. <laughs> Like they got a they got a big old. I I, I thought they were I thought that it was going a haunted like lamp story chest story. It's like oh she's gonna get haunted by all the stuff she's like yeah. oh wait it's only like a five minute episode. I know that's the thing you forget. There's five stories per episode. They right. really cram them in here. Most things like this would do two and if ballsy three. This one does five. So some of them really end up kind of just being afterthoughts. It feels like like oh. I went to school one day and the janitor wasn't there and I asked my teacher, where's the janitor? And my teacher said, I've been dead for 20 years. The end. <laughs> it's like, is that true or false? Right. <laughs> there, there was, yeah, some of the ones I got right were like, seemed pretty obvious to me. You know, the, the story of the, the Hindenburg and the, the couple had their rings fused together and they missed getting on this ship that sunk, but then they got Hindenburg and mm-hmm. explode. And I was like, okay, that's, like, why they make a story about that tragic event to show that it's, you know, fake. <laughs> um, oh, no, that one was fake. That, that was, one yeah, was that fake, one. yeah. I was thinking of I was the the parrot one. Yes. The, the girl gets trapped in this wreckage of this house, and, like, of a parrot who sounds like her grandpa. Uh, said the thing that he said, wake her up to keep her awake, and it's like, yeah, no, like... Her grandparent, you know, the, how dare you? He was reborn as a parrot, and he came like, back he, to save her. <laughs> the, you know, the parrot survives the wreck, and it sounds exactly 
Like the grandpa, like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we no said, way. a lot of these were ripped straight from newspaper headlines or researched by just one dude, and it was the 90s, so no one double-checked and we didn't have the internet. Um, right. But I would say that this is a definite watch. Not just for, I mean, you know, nostalgia for sure, but also the style of it is so fun. It's just, it it's kind of quirky, but in a deadpan way. Um, it's fast. Like, you're not going to get bogged down by any of the stories for more than 10 minutes, because there's five in an episode. I would say maybe don't do the first season. Wait till wait till Jonathan Franks comes on board. I don't know if that's not fair, but I know doing the rewatch, I didn't really get into it until the second season. The production value goes up, up, even though it's yeah. not great. Well, and Franks, like, really carries that show, I think. Yeah, he's super charismatic. Both actors, the same height, though, both 6'4". Really? Mm-hmm. Is that, is that fact or fiction? Are you messing with me here? <laughs> we'll find out at the end of tonight's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of trivia about this. It didn't last too long. It was based off, like, some stories. But it was huge in Germany. Just beyond belief, huge. It was known as X-Factor, Das Unfassbar. And on the 20th anniversary, November 4th, 2018, two new episodes were uh, aired in Germany in honor of this. They had a new host, a German host. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering these words. Detlef Both is his name. A big, tall, bald guy. Kind of looks like he's in horror movies himself. Wouldn't be surprised. But... They uh, they have the original series there in German, They and they made their own two episodes. So I might have to look those up and see if they come with an English subtitle. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, now that, now that we do the internet and can fact-check, you know, I wonder how much more crazy the stories are. I bet you could do a spin-off podcast of just this and like go episode by episode doing the research on the stories, like almost in true crime. Oh, like like fact checking factor fiction. Yeah, you could call it Beyonder Belief Factor or Fictioner. (laughs) (laughs) Trademarked. That's my idea. If I see it pop up on the Apple Store, I'm subscribing and listening because I don't want to make it. So go ahead, (laughs) just putting that out there in the world. Uh, would you give this a recommend, this series? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know that you need to watch, like, every episode or anything, but, yeah, if you remember it fondly from a new kid, uh, I'd say it holds up pretty well, and if you haven't seen it before, I think it's worth watching an episode or two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah. Um, this has been Amazeballs. You can find us on the iTunes podcast app with our other podcasts, Have You Seen? And What About Wrestling? We're on Facebook under FapCheck, YouTube under FapCheck, and FapCheck at gmail.com if you want to write to us any suggestions for old TV shows. We deal with everything, mostly anthology series, but you know what? You got a good suggestion, we'll take it. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Josh. This has been Amazing. Amazing. Amazing.